Welcome to the Exploring Podcast, where we get to explore topics that I find fascinating every single week. You can listen and subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. My guest today is a vlogger and YouTuber who loves movies. He's produced thousands of videos and has racked up tens of millions of views. He's interviewed celebrities and always has fun, authentic conversations. His fans know him by his username, What Movie One, and I'm proud to welcome Brendan Mitchell. Brendan. Hey. What's hey. up, Warren? How you doing, bro? Good. How are you? I'm all right, man. Just sort of chilling. Got back from the gym just a little while ago and uh, feeling pretty good, but kind of depressed at the same time, just a little. The gym's like literally just opened up like this week and you're already you're already hitting the gym. So that's that's pretty cool. Well, I know it's probably not the safest thing to do, uh, but I, I, I have to feel better mentally because lately with this, the, the shutdowns and everything, I've been kind of you know, just kind of going out of my mind a little bit. You know what I mean? Just like being not, 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 you know, not just being stuck at home, but just kind of like, you know, being not as mobile is, is kind of been, been throwing me off, you know? Yeah. Were you going to the gym a lot, uh, before, uh, the shutdowns and everything? Uh, I was for my initial like weight loss journey that I, that I covered on my YouTube channel. Uh -huh. But, but, uh, for the last, like, I would say like three, four years, no. Because okay. I, I, I started working at uh, I started working at this place, and when I started working there is what threw me off in my whole uh, weight loss uh, journey to begin with, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little while on here anyway. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about uh, your YouTube channel because it's mm -hmm. it's a fascinating channel to me. Um, I've been on YouTube I think as long as you have. Like we both started in like 2008. I have like maybe 30 or 40 videos over the last 12 years. You've got like I want to say seventeen hundred videos, yeah. and uh, and each one of them is like produced, you know, with like editing and music and everything. So you're you're putting up uh, at least one a week, right? Like yeah. what? Yeah, at least one, at least two a week, I'm guessing. But it really it really it really depends. But at the same time, I started around like really early in two thousand and seven. I had a different I had a different channel. Right. Okay. And uh, it was called just it was uh, the name's really weird, but it was just called Wet Movie, and then I, I got taken down because of copyright because I didn't know about music rights oh, and right. you know all that stuff, and then all of a sudden it just sort of disappeared, and I got strikes. I'm like, oh, so I had to start over, start over the channel again and call it Wet Movie One. I was going to ask you why yeah. Wet Movie One. That's such a weird uh, username, but that that's why. Yeah. So what what uh, why did you call it Wet Movie in the first place? Uh, <laughs> back in the day when people signed up for YouTube, you would have to like make your own username. Uh -huh. Like now, like now, if you sign up for a YouTube channel, it's most likely you, your your real name is what it's your name your user, yeah. is, is what your YouTube name is going to be. But back then, you had to make your own name, and uh, everything I was coming up with, like Goonies fan or you know uh, Kevin Smith fanboy or like you know whatever, was all taken by then. And I, I, every time I would punch in a name, it would be, it's taken, it's taken. So I was getting so frustrated trying to sign up for an account. Uh, I, I, I got started, I got started, I got kind of weird with it. You know what I mean? Uh, at least I'm not called like, you know, uh, come dumpster 12, you know, like I was typing all sorts of stuff and like, you know, nothing, nothing was working until a wet movie happened. I'm like, Oh, all right then. Yeah. Wow. And so 13 years later, you're still wet movie. Yeah. One. So yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a weird thing, especially when uh, I'm doing some of the videos that I do do on my channel. You know, when I'm going to like when I get invited to like red carpets or like different movie premieres, and I'm talking to certain people from these movies, and they're like, "Oh, so what? What is your YouTube channel name?" And I'm like, uh, "And I always feel like you know, kind of like weird saying it." Yeah, well, I, I think you just gotta own it. You just gonna be, "Oh, it's it's what movie one?" And they'd be like, yeah. "Okay, yeah." So uh, for the people that that don't know. Um, how would you describe your your YouTube channel? Like, what kind of content do you put on there? Uh, anywhere between this vlog, I do vlogs, movie reviews, uh, pretty much talk about physical media because that's what my uh, my passion is. Mm -hmm. uh, ever ever since I was a kid, being you know picked on in school, I would you know escape into watching movies, and then my I saw my dad was collecting VHS tapes back in the day, so that kind of just you know spawned onto me, and I started collecting DVDs and Blu-rays and. No, no. I think I have like maybe four to five thousand uh, physical media things in my in my collection as of right now. But before you moved into your new place, your your wall was like literally wall to wall movies. Like, mm -hmm. 
what a crazy collection. Uh, how much of that stuff uh, is sent to you to review and how much of that have you purchased? Well, I would say a good uh, 70% of it I purchased myself. Or yeah, we, okay. you know, through the family and the rest of it, it's like screeners and things I got from companies. But uh, since since the pandemic and everything, companies are really kind of um, one not putting out as much because there's not, not not a lot of content going you know coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, two, every, it seems like a lot of these companies are going towards streaming now, especially over the last handful of years. So it's definitely not been as big as the influx as it uh, once was. Yeah, you, you know, I've been in the uh, home video industry for the last uh, 14 years, working uh, in DVD and Blu-ray authoring. So I'm a big fan of tangible, like physical media too. Mm-hmm. And it, it's sad to see it kind of going away. Uh, I, I know that the the jump to high definition video and to 4K videos is exciting, and that we can stream 4K stuff through Netflix and YouTube. But being the guy that actually like transcodes the video for Blu-ray versus for, uh, for iTunes or for Amazon, I know the difference in quality. I know a five gig file versus a, you know, a 30 gig file. Like it, it's unmatched quality that, that you yeah. can get at, at home. And it's, it's sad to see that go. Oh, man, I know it's going to be, a, it's going to be a sad day, but it's probably coming sooner than we think when it comes to physical media kind of, you know, you know, disappearing, at least in the major stores. I know it's not always, it's not going to be gone forever. Like you can still go to thrift stores, pawn shops, you know, different places to, to get it. But, uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely seeing the decline of it recently when it comes to in-store, uh, physical media stuff. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever have like a resurgence of it? Like for a while, vinyl records were like being phased out, uh, in favor of cassette tapes and then CDs. And now we actually sell more records than we do CDs. I think that's just because CDs are out, mp3s are in but we're selling more records than any other physical media and that's kind of neat no I, I i noticed that too like i even i even i i even recently got a vinyl from my very first one uh this past year when i met ozzy osbourne at uh amoeba records and uh i'm just like okay i'll get the album he can sign it and stuff like i don't have a record player but okay but yeah i i see that that that's becoming like a it's been a popular thing for years now it's, it's making its comeback but I, I don't know if I see DVDs and Blu-rays doing the same thing. Even though it's kind of weird knowing that when it comes to Blu-rays and DVDs, DVDs still sell more than the actual Blu-ray discs out there uh, to the to the general public that I've noticed. Yeah, it's, it's funny you mention that because about 11 years ago when I was working for uh, Warner Brothers and their uh, DVD and Blu-ray department, um, all of the studios had picked whether they're going to go with HD DVD or with Blu-ray, right? So you had like Universal with HD DVD, Disney with, uh, with Blu-ray, uh, Paramount chose one side, uh, Fox chose another, and Warner Brothers was like kind of the tiebreaker, and they said, we're going to put out our movies on both. So like The Matrix was available on HD DVD and Blu-ray, and as were uh, most of their other movies, like all the Batman movies. And um, I remember asking uh, one of my coworkers, who do you think is going to be come out on top? Is it going to be DVD or Blu-ray? And he said, neither. I think DVD is going to be king way longer than either of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wonder if that's true. I still buy Blu-rays because I've, I've, I have you know a bunch of Blu-ray players. But it's funny how many people I know have HDTVs never bought a Blu-ray player still. No, I know. I, I, I know people that are like that too. And if even if you go into Walmart or Targets and stuff, and you see that you go there on new release Tuesday to see what new movies come out, if you really pay attention, I noticed that there's a lot more DVD versions of said titles than there are Blu-ray ones. Like, if you look on the new release shelf opening day, there's always, like, you know, if you know, it seems like there's more DVD ones out there. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that brings me to a segment that you have on your your shows. Well, one of the uh, types of videos that you post uh, weekly on your channel is called Hoard and Up, where you go yeah. into Best Buys or Walmart's or Target, uh, or even like. Um, discount stores and mm-hmm. uh, buy up a whole bunch of DVDs and Blu-rays that you either haven't seen yet or you've heard of or, you know, that you love and you're just adding to your collection. But you actually, like, go out and buy those. Those aren't, like, freebies from the studios. Well, right? yeah, the stuff, if I, if, I tell, if I tell people I buy them, like, you see me buying them from the store, yes. But usually at the end of the videos, like, at the end of the hoarding up ones where I talk about different things, I tell people this is from this company, I got that stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, every Tuesday I go out or I try to every Tuesday, 
uh, you know, to, to go out and see what new ones come out, discuss them, talk about them, maybe get some people excited. Uh, when, you know, when it comes to, you know, certain titles or different editions that come out, like sometimes Best Buy has a steelbook version of something, and then Target mm. has like a, you know, a media book, like a digibook version of something with like different artwork. Like, you know, I, I like going out there showing those things, talking about those things. Yeah, you, you know, w- one habit that, that I've gotten into is buying uh, movies that either I heard about and never saw or movies that I love. But either way, mm-hmm. I have, I probably have maybe 100 uh, DVDs and Blu-rays in my collection. Most of them are still in the shrink wrapper. Like I bought them and just never watched them. Do you ever do that? Or are have you of your 4,000 movies, have you watched them all? I Dude, I've even made videos on my channel. Like I have, like I think, three or four volumes of it of uh, DVDs and Blu-rays I have in my collection that I haven't even opened yet. And was, there's probably like hundreds and hundreds of them. Why? Because I'm a hoarder. That's why I call my videos Hoarding Up on Tuesday. So there's things I buy that I'm, I never I never open or watch. Not because I don't want it to. It just happens. Yeah, you just haven't made made the time for it. There's even some, some movies that I have, and, and I know that you do too, because I saw your video about it recently, where yeah. you'll you'll buy the DVD, and then the Blu-ray comes out, and you rush to get the Blu-ray, and then there's a limited edition, collect, you know, collector's edition Blu-ray, and then there's another one, and you have, have the same copy of the movie uh, three times or four times, right? Like, what, what kind of yeah. movies uh, do you have like, like that? I think I think it's like The Matrix. I have like the old, uh, I used to, I think I had the, the VHS of it. VHS. And then the DVD came out. Yeah, the DVD came out uh, with Warner Brothers, like in a snap, old snapper case, DVD uh-huh. case. And then, of course, the Blu-ray came out. And then, like, there was a Blu-ray steel book that came out at Best Buy. And then after that, now the 4K edition. I'm like, uh, okay. So, so you, bought, have, like, you bought them all. Uh, yes. Well, the 4K, the 4K one from Warner Brothers, I got from them. But like the other ones throughout the years, I bought. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so so yeah, you have this uh, amazing collection, and for most of it, you keep it. But another one of your your businesses, I know, is eBay. Like you have collectibles and movies and stuff, and so you, you've mm-hmm. been uh, selling movies on eBay as well. Is, is that something that's been doing well during this pandemic? People- uh, it's doing okay. Like that's the only way I'm kind of getting by now, money wise, since like YouTube is not really doing well with the ads because now advertisers are kind of like pulling out it seems like of youtube because there's what's the like what's the point of advertising if everyone's at home and you know i mean no one's really trying to spend their money on a bunch of on a bunch of stuff right now so money money's kind of dipping down on on youtube so i'm just like well i gotta do something to try to supplement that and try to keep a roof over my head you know when it comes to to my part of the mortgage of this new house that our family just moved into and uh yeah, so I've been selling bits and pieces of my collection just to get by, and it seems like it's it's doing okay. It's 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 doing okay. I feel like a I feel like a like a whore, you know, advertising it on in my you know in my videos and stuff. But I'm like, that's the only way I can do it. it it's mm-hmm. it's tough because most people have to just put it there and hope that people go look at it. But you have on your YouTube channel fifty thousand followers. That's fifty thousand human beings that have seen your video and said, "I like this." I like your other mm-hmm. one, and I I want to see more. I want to I want to be notified every time you post a new one. That's pretty incredible to have, uh, fifty thousand followers like that. So, you, you you talk to them like they're your friends, and you let them know here's what's going on in my life. I'm you know I'm going out mm-hmm. to this. I'm you know I'm selling that, and and they respond to you too, right? Like they you interact with them through the the comments through Instagram. I, sometimes with through the comments of the videos, it's kind of hard. You know, after a while, you know, saying, you know, saying thank you, thank you, thank you. Like sometimes it's kind of hard to like start a conversation in in the comments of the videos now. But I try to, if people ask me questions on social media, I try to my best to, you know, interact with them. And that's why I do the YouTube live shows, you know, once a week at least. Mm-hmm. So if people have questions that, you know, I'm there talking to them just like how we're talking now. And I answer their questions and, you know, that they leave in the comments. And even on my Instagram, uh, I let I let viewers um join me in join in on the conversation if they want to talk to me via you know video chat for a couple minutes or whatever yeah i i watched a couple of your uh, youtube live videos uh uh one that you did just recently and another one where you had a friend of yours who was connected to you uh through your phone you were kind of talking through to her that way yeah yeah she she was the one that had those uh, videos that we voted on um which, which is another cool thing that you were able to talk to your uh fans and have them support another one of your friends so I, I thought that was well, uh, super cool. I mean, she's she's cool. My, we're talking about my friend Allison Gale, yeah. who's uh, who's an artist that you know makes 
you know, cool creations out of Legos and things. And then she told me that she entered this contest, and I just, you know, started help trying to like spread the word for another viewer that watches, you know. Yeah. And now we're kind of we're kind of friends, and we talk to each other. And with your YouTube videos, you said that you're pretty consistent. Like you post at least a couple of videos a week, so you're out there shooting and then you know editing it. Do you do all your own shooting, all your own editing? That's all 100% produced by you. Yes, I don't have I don't have any like you know camera guys or editors like some really you know some of those big youtubers do i'm just the guy that does it all himself like every occasionally like i'll hand the camera to like a friend or something they'll get like a different shot of something but like you know for the most part it's 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 all me yeah and why do you do it um did, did you set out uh 13 years ago to do it uh as a business or you just do it for fun i mean what was your primary goal well to beginning i, I just did i just did it because uh uh, I got inspired by a, a, a comedian slash friend of mine named Dante, uh, who showed who showed me these old um, short films that he made, and they're like you know really low like really low budget like bad sound you know like every, everything about it was kind of cringy except for like the dialogue and the people that were that were in it you know what I mean, and um, it got me it got it got me to go you know what if they can make this. And I'm still entertained by it. I can do something similar to that. So I made a couple of short films myself, up uploaded them to a wet movie channel that I had, and uh, got a, got a little bit of views on them. And uh, I'm like, okay, it wasn't like big views. There's a couple hundred. I'm like, oh, a couple hundred people watch this. Oh, okay. I saw there's different communities out there. People talking about things they loved and what they what they collect or whatever. And uh, I'm like, oh, I love movies, and I found people online that were like talking about their movie collections and different things. So I'm like, shit, I'll make one too. I already had the short films there, so I just started making videos showing off my, you know, bits and bit, my favorite parts of my collection, and uh, you know, videos like that. And then it just kept going. Uh, yeah, I never did it. I never initially did these videos to make money. I mean, making money is nice, but I never thought I was gonna, you know, become like a superstar doing anything make billions of dollars I, I shit i still don't think that but uh i still th i i still do what i do here on youtube for fun you know what i mean like yes money is, is is a factor a little bit now only because the way the way the world is and i'm just like oh shit how am i gonna get by right now you know so like i'm happy about the ads and how things work but um i still essentially just do this for fun i'm not just out there going oh god i'm doing this because i need you know I, I do I essentially do it for fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some some of your old videos that I remember watching, like you were just going out with your friends. I think there was one where you guys had like a a contest where you were eating uh, uh, habanero uh, peppers or something in the in the park. I saw it a long time ago, but um, yeah, just kind of dicking around and doing some fun stuff. Um, when I first met you, it was, it was a little over five years ago. Was it uh, uh, was it a kamikaze or was it at Universal Studios? Um, yeah, horror we, nights. We we did horror nights. We did fright fest. Um, but yeah, you just uh, you know where we're going. You've got your camera with you, and uh, you're just yeah, kind of having having some fun. Yeah, it was never anything that we, I took too serious. I sort of just went with the, you know went with it and see see how it goes. Yeah, well, that's how that's how all my stuff is. Yeah, can we can we talk about the uh, the money that uh, that comes in from having a YouTube channel that's got uh, some success? Yeah, like there was there was there was a time. Like back in like 2014 and 15, uh -huh. it was it, se it seemed to be really good money wise. Like I wasn't expecting money really, because like the first four years or more I was on YouTube, I wasn't making anything right. for maybe five years. I didn't even know about monetizing the videos. I was just sort of just doing them, and then I found out about monetizing them. I'm like okay, and then I did, and then there was a good a good amount of time I was making like one thousand. Twelve, uh, you know, twelve hundred bucks a month. Wow. hundred bucks a month from stuff, and I was I was getting like a, a hundred thousand views less then than I am now, and I'm making now I'm making about what like if I if I'm lucky, four hundred bucks, four fifty at the most. I mean, which I'm thankful for. Don't get me wrong. And plus, that's taxed, and you know, YouTube gets their cut of stuff and different things. But um, it's definitely a lot different than it was handful of years ago compared to now even though i'm getting a lot more more views a month yeah that's that's a great supplemental income like you can't live off 400 a month but uh that's that's pretty nice to be able to to uh 
to have fun making videos and still be able to bring in money every month like that. Well, keep in mind that it's never it's never the same. It's anywhere it's like anywhere between like three fifty to like four fifty. Sometimes a little less, sometimes a tiny bit more. Really depending on if you know what advertisers are advertising or uh, if any you know if people are like donating through live chat you know, the live shows and things like that. Which no, I don't. No one really no one really has to do anything like that. And when I, whenever I do see people that do donate to like my live shows or you know different things like that, it, it it's always it's always a kind of like a holy shit kind of moment. You know what I mean? Like even if it's like two dollars, I'm like that's two dollars out of someone's pocket that they didn't even have to give in the first place. You know? Yeah. You actually, uh, I remember a while ago uh, after YouTube had changed their monetization, and so when things started to to get uh, to be a little less, there were a lot of uh, YouTubers and influencers that started uh, accounts on Patreon and said, here's my YouTube channel. If you want to see exclusive content, check out my Patreon. You guys can support me if you want to. Yeah, there was a handful of years ago. I, 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 you know, people kept telling me, Brendan, you should, you should try to start one. You should do this, like different friends and stuff. So I did, and then I, I announced it and talked about it in, in, you know, one or two of my videos. And I got this big backlash from it. Like everyone was like, you know, what are you doing? You want us to pay for your vacations and you want us to pay for this or pay for that. Because when I initially put it together, like I, like I've said before in the past, I have a hard time, you know, uh, forming sentences correctly when I'm trying to write something or, uh, spelling, spelling has never been my strong suit either. So what, what they saw on my, 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 my original, like my Patreon, which I don't have, I have now, because ever since then I'm like, I ain't messing with this. Was like it made it look like you know I lost all this weight, and please guys help me fund, you know help me fund so I can make videos in different places or like jump out of airplanes and you know like I was like you know I, when I when I was like really active with the weight loss, I was like excited to try and do any you know try and do different things, and that's how I was how how I was trying to format it. And it, it came off to like, hey guys, I want you to pay for my vacations, and people got pissed. And I'm just like, oh, I understand. After I fucking, it was understanding what they were seeing. I'm just like, oh shit. And then I'm just like, okay, goodbye. And I'm not, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't push forward with it. Yeah, that's that stinks. That's you know, eight years after uh, making content for them for free. Uh, you don't have to support the Patreon, but uh, yeah, I guess they didn't like the idea that it even existed. No, but the thing is, I think any any YouTuber that does it or it does anything different always gets a pushback a, a pushback from the from cer- certain people that that watch the videos because not everyone that watches the videos necessarily likes you or the videos that they're watching, but they continue to watch all the time, the thumbs down and leave you know random like what the hell kind of you know comments and stuff throughout the years. Yeah. Do you think that you've changed? the the content of your videos to please your fans at all like if if they say that they like this or that they they like that do you custom tailor material for them or have you always been kind of authentically you and you know take it or leave it i i I don't think i've ever changed anything to try to please anybody i just sort of as long as i'm doing something that makes me happy that's entertaining myself and hopefully other people like it that's what i'm doing i'm not trying to go like oh this is what they want so i'm gonna have to like do this and go out of my way to do this no I, I sort of just do what I do, and if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. Uh, you know, I, I still do like the videos that they a lot majority of the people like of me, like the collection kind of videos, showing off different things, going out on Tuesdays, showing the new releases and stuff. But it seems like whenever I do anything that's not physical media related or movie reviews or you know it's like stuff like that, it seems like they get less views. Than those kind of videos, I can say I could sit here and open, you know, open a package I got from Amazon and just go, oh look, I bought a VHS today, yay! That'll get more views, like me opening up a, a, a new edition of like Jurassic Park on like you know uh, VHS or something or Blu-ray or whatever. That'll get more views than the video I did, you know, meeting and talking and interviewing Jeff Goldblum, which is kind of mind blowing. I don't understand it. Yeah, I thought Jeff Goldblum stuff sells like people love videos of him. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, I, I did a video with Jeff Goldblum, and, I mean, not not like a whole big video, but, like, you know, he's he's in a, he's a part of it. I go to this concert where he's at. I ask him, is it cool if I talk to you for a moment for the YouTube, my YouTube vlog? He's like, oh, yeah, cool. And I talk to him, but then, like, you know, it gets, like, you know, a lot less views than I would think. And then I do a video, like, a couple of days later of just, like, unboxing some random stuff I got off of Amazon, and that gets, like, a couple thousand more views and, you know, more time. 
That's so, so strange. What uh, mm. what kind of celebrities have you interviewed on your channel? Can you can you drop some names? Uh, I usually, for the most part, the people I, I interview for my channel are people that interest me, like people that impacted me somehow, you know, growing up and, you know, because when I was overweight in school, um, I used movies as an escape, right? So, like, I, I, connect, I connect with a lot of different, you know, movies and different things throughout the years. So, like, people like Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park, I, I, can, I can escape into those movies. Uh, Reginald Vell Johnson, who played uh, Carl Winslow from Family Matters, uh, the father. He was in one of my videos where his uh, we went. I went to an event where he was at. Asked him if I can, you know, you know. I, I usually just ask these these uh, actors and celebrities if it's okay if I, you know, ask them a question or two for the YouTube stuff, and they, they either say yes or no, whatever. And uh, you never know unless you ask. But then when I was there, me and my friend were leaving, and we found out that his car got towed or stolen. So we ended up taking him home, you know, that night. So that was kind of cool. Uh, but other people that we, I got to talk to for my videos was like people like uh, Ethan Embry from uh, Empire Records and the Dutch and stuff. And um, uh, Pauly Shore, Robin Shu from, uh, you know, the Mortal Kombat movies who play Liu Kang. There's like a whole bunch of different people that I grew up loving uh, as a kid that I, I, get to, I, got to, I get to interact with and talk to. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't realize that all these people are uh, were like really big in the '90s. Like I know uh, Eddie Furlong from uh, Terminator Two. You've mm -hmm. gotten to speak to him, and uh, uh, Pete and Pete, The Adventures of Pete and Pete, and like Lori Beth Denberg and stuff too. Like all these different. And Kel Mitchell uh -huh. has been on my YouTube. Kel, Kel Mitchell's been on my YouTube channel a handful of times uh, throughout the years. He's a, he's a really cool dude. I mean, like a real, a really cool person. Like if you get, if you ever get to see him out in the, out in the wild somewhere, out in the world, really, really su super cool and down to earth guy. Yeah, he is. I actually met him a couple times too. I worked on a, a film. I got to edit something that uh, he produced. It was mm. called Dance Foo, and it was a film that he produced with uh, Cedric the Entertainer. I've seen that, I, dude. I've seen that. I think I, it was. It came out when I was working at Blockbuster. It was like I'm not gonna lie. It's kind of like a oh, what the hell am I watching kind of movie, but like it still has some fun moments in it. Oh, I didn't say it was a good movie. I just said I worked on it. But uh, yeah, yeah. We, we we did some ADR. They shot it like long before and edited most of it long before. And the, so there was some stuff in there like uh, somebody shooting a video with their flip phone and saying, "Oh, I got to put this on MySpace," and we had to kind of change it and uh, uh, mm -hmm. make it a little bit more more timely and you know do a couple more. Um, did some more sound work and, and editing work, and so I was at the uh, uh, theatrical premiere for that as well, and I had them come in uh, to the studio for uh, supervised edit sessions. But yeah, he was cool. cool. Cedric Cedric was cool too. Uh, are, yeah. are, are there any um, of these celebrities that you've spoken to multiple times where uh, they actually know you by now? Yeah, there's a couple of them that are kind of cool when they see me and stuff. They're like, "Oh shit," you know, "Hey, they hit wet movie," and I'm like, "What? What? The? Okay." They don't. Some of them like know me by just that name. Some people know me by my real name and stuff. Uh, there's some like person like Felissa Rose who was in the original Sleep Sleepaway Camp movie. Uh, Kane Hodder who played Jason in Friday the Thirteenth. You know, seven through ten. Uh, Thomas Ian Nicholas from uh, Rookie of the Year in the American Pie franchise are people that are been in my videos throughout the years that you know know me by my name and even sometimes comment on my um like Facebook posts or wish me happy birthday sometimes and like messages. It's, it's kind of cool. Oh, that's so awesome. Uh, I, I want to ask you about your, your weight loss because when we had met, uh, you looked pretty much like you do now, but mm -hmm. uh, you told me that like just a year before you were literally like over 400 pounds. And mm -hmm. I, uh, were you always kind of a big guy like gr growing up? Yes. I was always kind of like the the, the, the chubby kid, the big kid in school. Uh, you know, being in special ed and stuff, but uh, yeah, my big my biggest weight was about I was just over 500 pounds at oh, one point. Oh my goodness! But when but when I uh, when I initially did my weight loss journey on YouTube, where I wanted to like you know you know capture you know like videotape my progress and like you know update people and show people like you know you can actually do this yourself without like having surgeries or you know anything like that. And uh, when I initially started from my, on my YouTube channel, like I think I was like 415 pounds, and then I I got all the way down uh, to like what 198 within a year and a half. Yeah, that's incredible. 
And, and, and what was your secret? It wasn't any, like you said, there was no surgery. Yeah, it, it was just watch the calories. Didn't go over, you know, uh, didn't go over 2,000 calories a day. Somet- sometimes I went like 1,500, like some crazy person. Uh-huh. And uh, this was this was back before I had a day job. Like I was I was working from home then. And uh, so I, I could do what I want when I wanted pretty much. Mm-hmm. So um, I would watch the calories like crazy and then go to the, g- the gym that I had that was in my complex and do like the exercise bike or treadmill or whatever and put, put in my weight at the time and it will count the calories as I'm burning them off. And I did it for like an hour, sometimes two hours a day. And then I would just go home, go to sleep, wake up, go to the gym again. Like it was like a, it was kind of a real unhealthy kind of way to do it. Like I know I should I should have done it in a better, slower, more healthier way than I did, because that just kind of kind of screwed me in the long run. To be honest, didn't I, I would have thought that that's the healthy way to do it: watch your calories and do exercise at the same time. What what no, but, what was wrong with that strategy? I I think I was doing it wrong because one I I probably should have been eating more at the time, and not hitting. The gym as hard as I was I mean I'm not saying it was bad but like there was a lot of different things that happened to me physically during that time when I was hitting it really hard where I would be going out to certain places and then all of a sudden I would start getting these like I would start sweating and like it would be all over my arms and legs like the you know sweat would just come out of nowhere and then I'll get like this feeling in my stomach where it feels like I would have to go to the bathroom or whatever and then if I get if I if that if that if that uh, feeling came, I would normally just like wake up and go, oh, shit, w- what happened? Like I would pass out on myself. It happened to me once or twice at Universal Studios when I was there with a friend. I, I was there with you. You, you, you had to uh, go sit down uh, while we were waiting in line for one of the mazes or something. Mm-hmm. There was uh, yeah that time with you. But there, I don't think I passed out fully or anything. No, no, no. But but there was once I was at Universal with a friend. I was in line to go. uh with the Simpsons ride or something, I was in line. And then the next thing I know, I'm like, I was, I was, I kneeled down. And the next thing I remember, I was, I woke up and I was in that one of those emergency areas that they had in universal going, sir, are you okay? I'm like, Oh shit. How did I get here? And that had, that happened to me a good amount of times during that whole process of like, you know, hidden, you know, doing all that stuff and restricting my calories and doing, you know, doing all this crazy stuff. And it, 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 I don't, I think that kind of affected my body somehow. Yeah. What, what made you want to do that? Like to, to decide, you know, I'm doing this now. Let, let's go. Like you hit, you hit it hard for like a year and a half. Like you were super dedicated. Uh, one, I was just, you know, tired of being really super morbidly obese and having, having a hard time walking up and down stairs, you know, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the, the big thing is, the big thing was, I talked about on my, my YouTube channel too. Some people believe me, some people don't. But the the real big turning point for me was when I started going to the bathroom and I, I would try to wipe myself, you know, reach back there and I couldn't barely reach. I'm just like, oh shit. Like, what am I if I can't do that, who's gonna do it for me? You know what I mean? Like it was that that was the that was the thing that made me go, okay, you gotta do this now. Do this now, or you know you're gonna have your family start taking care of you and shit. Yeah. Okay. So here we are, five, six years later. Uh, what do you weigh now? Well, uh, kind of, kind of, really, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of discouraged and depressed about it because I just weighed myself for the first time in about a year. To, I mean, just a few hours ago, and uh, I'm, I, I'm just, I, I'm at the 300 pound mark right now. And at my lowest, like I said, I was 198. And um, I think, but I, I, ne- I never liked the way I looked anyway, at my lowest, at my biggest, or whatever. Even now, I never like really looking at myself. It's kind of hard to say that, even though I make the YouTube videos, but I never really liked, you know, uh, looking at myself and stuff. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see if I can maybe get down to like, you know, 250 or 260 or something like that. Because I think in and around that weight, I, I felt okay, I think. I don't know. I wouldn't have uh, guessed that because you you still look uh, small and and, and healthy. Um, I, I want to ask you about the support that you've gotten from your subscribers. Uh, when you did initially lose the weight, I think 
most of them were very supportive, but uh, mm -hmm. not all of them. What what are some of, some of the messages that you've gotten? I mean, there's, there's a lot of supportive people out there that watch and, you know, like the videos that always try to, you know, share positive stuff. And I appreciate every single one of them. But there's also people out there because, you know, you know, the haters always seem to stand out, even though you can get like 500 good messages and comments from somebody. Those two that are just kind of like there saying some other stuff always seem to stand out uh, than others. Like I always get comments from people going, you know, throughout the last handful of years. Oh, your videos, your videos and stuff, and you were funnier when you were fat, and like you know things like that. I'm like, well, thank you, man. What the what the fuck? Or, you know, I don't know. There's just a, a lot of just you know, I don't, I can't remember every single comment and stuff, but you know, it's, there's always someone commenting me on my looks or you know my my lazy eye or like you know whatever. Yeah, that's it stinks. It always sucks having to deal with with haters. The the fact that you know you don't know these people personally and they're just so comfortable saying something to a total stranger knowing that uh you know it's those negative ones that you're going to take to heart but you know what's even I, I i don't i haven't talked about this really uh you know very much but i'm not even i don't even think of myself as like a a worth of a worth the hell youtuber i'm just sort of like an average dude that just talks about movies and does what he likes and i don't i don't think of myself of like you know like logan paul status or like you know those big 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 youtubers or anything and i know that i know i'm not but there's people out there that do and say certain things that just weird me out sometimes there's things that happen to me throughout the years that makes me go why me like why do you say these things why do you post these things and like there's times where i used to work at blockbuster video in canoga park california i only had like maybe five or six thousand subscribers at the time People found out where I worked and started prank calling that the store, asking for me all the time, even on days I wasn't there, and having like my manager, like you know, when they, when they when they saw me the next day or whatever, going, Brendan, what the hell's going on here? And uh, that that prank call stuff still happens now to this day, when it comes to the, you know my new phone. Like how the fuck? Did, I mean, how the hell do they have my phone number that I have now, and I get prank calls from people? Uh, I mean, it happens, so I'm kind of, you know, it's I'm kind of used to it and stuff. But like, it's just kind of weird if you really think about it that that happens, and even our landline sometimes, even 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 though we just moved, and we have a new landline, they call that one, and they call my cell phone. So I'm like, they get they get all this information, and there's time there's been times recently. In 2020, and it's happened throughout the years too where I would go live on my YouTube channel or just get random messages or comments with just my address. And I'm just like, yeah, this is not creepy. I'm just the guy that, I'm just the guy that talks about DVDs and Blu-rays and I'm a nerd and people are posting my address in live chat shows or just like, you know, sending me a message going just my address. Like no, 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 no context. It's just the address. I'm like, okay. Like I, I never talk about this with, you know, uh, with the people I live with or anything, so I'm not trying to weird them the fuck out, but it happens. And I'm not even anything worth the hell on this platform. That's so strange. You think that if there's somebody like um, a Justin Bieber or even uh, like a Tom Green or someone who's like been huge. I can't, I, can't, I, 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 I can't even imagine someone like Molly Cyrus or Tom Green or whoever, you know, the actual, you know, actual stars, what they have to go through. Yeah, unbelievable that people would target you for stuff like that. I mean, not that you're not yeah. worth it, because you totally are, but it's still really strange to, uh, it seems kind of random. I, I'd have to think that they're doing that to other people as well. Yeah, but it's just like, why? Why me? Like, what, what are you going to get out of that? How, how do you react to it when they do that? Do you, do you acknowledge it? No, I usually, when I see it, like in a live show, I just block it. You know what I mean? Like I delete it and block it and like just not say anything. Yeah, it's 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 strange that, that they do that. H have you had the opportunity often to like meet some of your, your fans out at different events? Do people find you at different conventions or, or wherever you are and, and say hi? Yeah, I mean, when I mostly at like nerdy kind of places like, uh, you know, like I said, movie conventions or horror movie conventions, whatever. Uh -huh. There's people, there's people that come up to me, oh man, I've been watching your stuff for years, man. And it's, you know, they talk to me and it's, it's, it's cool. It's cool to know that you can actually put a, a name to the face on of certain, you know, uh, people that comment on the video. So I think that's cool. 
but there's also times where I'm at I'm at a certain place. Like I, there was one time I was at Amoeba Records, and uh, a, a person came up to me. At first, the person was kind of I, I saw him off in the you know off in, off in the distance. But Amoeba, Amoeba Records, as of right now, is no longer until they moved to the new location. But uh, there was a time I was at Amoeba Records, you know, looking through movies, trying to buy something because I'm a hoarder when it comes to physical media. And I saw this person kept like looking at me all like weird, like off off into the off off on the side somewhere. I'm like, okay. And I I, I, I got like a, a little weird feeling and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, what the hell? And then like a couple minutes later, the person walks up to me and says, oh, I'm, I'm a, that's why I say I watch your videos. I you know I love your stuff and everything. I'm like, oh, hey, thanks, man. Thanks for watching and supporting and stuff. And then in my next video that I put up on my YouTube channel, I get a comment going, I I was that guy at Amoeba Records that walked up to you the other day. Man, you're fat, ugly, and you smell. I'm like, what, what the fuck? The same guy that you was like I mean? happy to see you? I told you I got like a weird feeling from him before he then then he walked up to me. And then later on, like days later, underneath my next video that I put up, he's like, I'm the guy that saw you at Amoeba this past weekend. Man, you're an ugly, smelly piece of shit. You know, like something like that in the comments. I'm like okay i know who this is because i can remember the face and remember the person the interaction i'm like okay thank you you know like you know it's like a, like a whole like a big fu message to me i'm like okay i said hey th you know, like, what the hell did i do or say to you dude you came up to me yeah what a what a weird thing why even introduce himself to you just so you'll remember him yeah i don't know it, it, that was it was, it was it was that was just that was just like one thing that always i always remember that just kind of always stood out to me. What about some uh, positive encounters? Uh, have you had uh, fans come up and uh, introduce themselves and be genuinely into the stuff that you're posting? Oh yeah, yeah. There's all, all, all the time at these different, like I said, movie conventions or conventions I've gone to. Uh, I even I even went to a a convention in San Jose, like somewhere that's nowhere out here in Hollywood or whatever. And there was people there going, "Oh shit, you're here. How you doing?" You know, it, it's kind of cool. Uh, to this to to know, you know, I, I kind of felt out of place being at a a different area. Like I had to take a plane to go somewhere, and I felt already I felt out of place. You know where I was at doing stuff. And then some viewers like, hey, I'm like, oh, okay. I felt I feel a little bit better right now, like a little less uncomfortable. But uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of really good experiences throughout the years that happen through you know people that watch the videos. What kind of feedback do you get from the types of videos that you post? Um... Do people tell you, hey, we like this kind of stuff, that's cool, keep doing that, or, bro, that ain't cool, um, you shouldn't be doing that stuff? Like, right now, if I do any kind of out-and-about video, I can I get easily criticized for stuff. Like, if I, if I go out to the stores, like, oh, why aren't you wearing gloves when you're touching stuff? And, like, especially the first, like, week or two that the pandemic, you know, first, you know, hit everybody. And I went out and was doing stuff, because I have to, because this is, that this is the only way of income I have is YouTube and eBay. Like that's the only way I, I can get by right now. And uh, there was a lot of people like saying stuff like, dude, you shouldn't do this. You should, you know, have gloves on. Oh, wait, you shouldn't have gloves on. It's like a lot of, a lot of stuff that, you know, people are uh, real sensitive about. You have to be careful, you know, be careful what you say, what you do. Like any, the, any, any little thing I can do and say can tick off or, you know, uh, trigger, as uh, some people like to say these days, uh, people into like, you know, making them go all nuts. Yeah. So you said that your income right now is YouTube and eBay. And sometimes you combine it like you, you can go out, hoard up and buy buy some movies. You ever turn around and flip them, sell them immediately up on uh, on eBay? Recently, uh, I did a video where I got a good amount of uh, people talking, you know, People, no, I can't say trolls, but people speaking their minds. Because uh, I found out a movie was going, uh, being pulled off of shelves because of like the content that's on that's on it. And even though the movie was seventy years old, Gone with the Wind, because uh, HBO Max pulled it off their thing. And because, like I said, the world is really crazy today, where anything that happened in the past that may, you may make someone feel a certain way now. It, it, I don't even know. Okay, this is like a whole different video, but uh, I made a video of buying Gone with the Wind because I know it was going, you know, getting pulled and going for a lot of money on eBay. Bought them for like, bought a couple of them from Walmart for like five to seven dollars. Sold them on eBay for like twenty nine ninety nine a piece or a tiny bit more on some of them. And people were 
an uproar going. You should ke- you should have kept those on the shelves for the true collectors that wanted them. And you're nothing but a scalper. I'm just like, dude, I'm just trying to live right now. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to, you know, keep the money, some of my money flow going. I'm not trying to hurt the economy or hurt anybody. And uh, people, you know, people were saying stuff like, you should keep those on the shelf for the real movie fans. I'm like, it's a movie that's 70 years old. If you're a true movie fan, you would have that on your shelf already. Yeah, that's a good point. I think a lot of these people uh, are your followers because they also like, you know, collecting tangible media. So they might just be kind of hurt by the idea of seeing somebody jack up the prices on something that they they just bought. Oh, dude, I I, I totally understand that, and I I I I I, uh, I get I get what they're coming from, but if they knew what's going on in my life and in my my world. They would completely understand why I, I did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why I bought a couple copies and then flipped them for some extra cash. I think anybody, to be honest, would do that if they needed money. Yeah. Like I don't say it's not it's not illegal. I bought it. I bought it legally. Like I went there, you know, swip, swipe my card, bought it. And you know, I mean, people don't. I don't know. I, I get I get where they're coming from though. I want to ask you with your YouTube channel. Yeah, there's that cool component of going out and shooting the videos and editing the videos but then there's also like the the metrics and the analytics and stuff do you ever check that stuff and see what kind of stuff works and uh how to get more views on your videos like scientifically i don't i i I, like i said i i struggle when it comes to like i said writing and spelling and you know all all this kind of stuff because i i was always in special ed so when i even when I click into analytics on YouTube and all this other stuff, everything looks this is like one big jumble to me. So like I, I just want to do what makes me happy, that entertains my, you know, makes, you know, I, I don't, I don't look into that going, oh, I need to do this because this is gonna get more of this or this is gonna get more of that. I just want to just do what I do. If people watch it, they watch it. Yeah, I guess with thousands of videos, you don't have to target them to anybody. You just put out a lot of content and whatever resonates with people, that stuff's gonna get, uh, get, get the views. Yeah. I mean, nothing, nothing on my channel ever explodes, really. But uh, everything just sort of, you know, stays the same. Nothing ever really jumps up unless it's like a challenge video or there's some sort of drama between me or somebody else. And you know, I mean, that that's the only thing that that, that does that make that does the views. But like, when it comes to drama stuff, I don't want to just do videos on that. That's kind of like, I want to do videos on stuff I like. I don't want to just sit there and dwell on dwell on other stuff, you know? Yeah. But you're also very real. Like when you do your your live videos that are three, four hours long, you you mm-hmm. open up and and you're not like shy about stuff. And I think that's super cool that you're not. Yeah, because there's there's people out there that think that I I play into having depression a lot for sympathy from people. I I just try to be real with people when I, when it, when it comes to stuff. Like some days I'm doing fine. I'm I'm cool. I'm doing my stuff. But then there's some days where I'm just kind of like in a weird funk you know what i mean like today when i weighed myself and i'm like oh oh crap i gained 100 pounds since my since my initial weight loss journey you know when i got down to the lowest weight possible but i'm trying to stay you know stay semi-positive about it so i can you know at least move forward from it uh especially today since i worked out i feel kind of like a little bit better uh from it but if i woke up and just weighed myself and just laid back down in bed that wouldn't have been a good thing to do either you think people subscribe to your channel and watch all your videos just to call you a phony and uh, yes. repeat it? That's such a strange thing to do. Um, I mean, there's people out there that have come to my YouTube channel throughout the years from different uh, podcasts or other YouTubers that like to stir up drama or like make things uh, bigger than they are. Uh, like there, I'm not gonna name the I'm not gonna name the podcast or anything like that because there's no need to, um, you know, promote people that just like to, you know, I mean, I mean, some of them are not necessarily trolls, but they just like to dwell on the drama stuff to try to, you know, get their views up to talk about, oh, this person is going through this, and I think he's full of shit, or you know, I mean, like there's never, you know, if if a person's podcast is never, both you know, both sides saying nice things and good things about people. And it's all negative stuff. It's just, I, I, can't, I can't, I don't want to support who they are. Over the years, you've gotten all kinds of comments, some positive, some negative. Do you think that you've grown thicker skin as a result of it? Or does it still hurt every time you, you get a negative comment? Um, I think I've grown a thicker skin when it comes to this. 
but when certain people that I was I was friends with for so for a, a, you know a decade start saying certain things about you and like in their videos or what have you that kind of shit messes with me you know what I mean like if it's just like a random person that's just like uh you're ugly your teeth are gross or like you know whatever they whatever they want to say is that's that's whatever but like when a person that you you know you were friends with and actually loved and like you know did a lot of stuff with start saying stuff about you and parody videos and different things throughout the years that that's the kind of stuff where it's you know i can't just brush off it's not that easy just to be like you know <laughs> you know i you know let it go like some troll comments and stuff so how do you deal with it the the best way i can now i'm i'm just trying to stay as silent as possible uh, when, when it comes to said topic because the people that watch the videos that uh, like the drama are just, you know, continuing it by, you know, feeding the our comment boxes back and forth about, you know, said people, said person. And uh, that that's just going to continue the drama. So when it comes to me, I'm just trying to knock it off. And people that are watching this that watch the videos already know what I'm talking about right now, I'm sure. Yeah. As somebody who's trying to build uh, my own following and the YouTube channel, uh, what kind of advice do you have um, to get like some real like organic growth and resonate with people and someday be able to like monetize a channel? My, my, my initial thing is to, to tell people when they ask me, when they ask me that question is to always make videos on stuff that you love, stuff that entertains, that entertains you, stuff that you are passionate about and people will come and subscribe sooner or later because cause that's what I do. I'm not here trying to, you know, follow the trends of the day or you know, talk about, you know, uh-oh, Trump said this today or this politician said that or this YouTuber did this. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to follow the trends. I, so I'm talking about, like, VHSs and DVDs in 2020. So uh, I just sort of um, do and talk about what I like. And if whatever it is that you like to do, like interview people or, you know, what have you, uh, just keep doing and talking about stuff that you're passionate about and followers would come. But if they don't, you know, it's it's kind of a hard platform to grow on now. Well, you've been able to grow from zero to like your first 10,000, I'm sure took a lot of work. And then, you know, it snowballed uh, after that. So like, mm -hmm. what was your process for, for growing your fan base? There really wasn't a process. I just sort of just <laughs> kept doing what I was doing, like out and abouts and, you know, filming the movie, the videos I did on Tuesdays for the last good amount of years. And people seem to like those. So I'm just like, oh, I like doing it. I was doing that, going to those stores every Tuesday anyway, even before I was making these videos. There's, there's there's no real big formula, dude. There's no real big formula, at least on my end, when it comes to trying to build an audience. Wait, now, what, what's your most popular video? Uh, it's either, I think it's the one I I did when the Leafy is here, like a, a YouTuber that has like 5 million subscribers made a video. Uh, like, you know, like kind of like, poking fun at me talking talking smack about one of the videos i've made and then it was like it was kind of like a popular thing at the time to do was make a response video to him if he made fun of you in one of his videos to make a response video on those videos usually we get like views and shit that was only the one that was like one of the times next to those challenge videos where i was trying to follow the trends you know of, of the time you know i mean it was it was cool it was it was messed up at the same time because you know, I I want I, I did have like what the hell kind of feelings about some of the stuff that he said about me. So I'm just like, okay, I can actually make a video and actually be authentic with it and and know I'll get the views for it at the same time. But then other videos I've done that you know, that I said, you know, don't norm don't try to follow the trends all the time. But like especially when I did videos like, you know, the hot pepper challenge videos or like the cinnamon challenge video back in the day like i was just doing that because i saw people doing it at the time i'm like this seems kind of cool it's not gonna hurt nobody really yeah you've been on youtube for like 13 years now uh i know that you also have a following on instagram and on twitter do you experiment with the other platforms like were you on vine are you on tiktok now are you looking to uh migrate not some really followers? i mean I, I i have a tiktok but i only done like two videos on it and one of the second video I did got banned, I guess, for something I, the way I, something I said. I guess you can't say bad words or something on there for some reason. What? But um, I, I have no idea. But it said, you know, your video got taken down. I'm like, okay. 
But uh, I haven't really messed with TikTok that much except for like two random random videos. And I just mostly have the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you know? Oh, that's right, Facebook, yeah. Do you do, you do any kind of um, marketing or promotions for your channel? Like I know that when you're on Instagram, you say, hey, new, new video up on YouTube. And when you're on YouTube, um, are you sharing anything? Do you work with other YouTubers? And so that way when you collaborate, you're sharing their channel, they're sharing yours. I mean, I have like friends and stuff that I call the crew, like my buddy Danny Fluffy and some of the other, you know, my other friends that do YouTube videos. But I don't, I don't really advertise other than just like post on my Instagram, going, "Hey guys, new video up on the YouTube channel. Link in the bio." That's all I really do. You know what I mean? There's not really anything big. I probably, I probably should do something to try to adver- advertise stuff better, but I just don't know how to do it or what I'm doing. That's so I funny. Wanted- Here, I thought that you were going to have some amazing advice for how you got to have such a popular channel, and you're. Your advice seems to be just make fun stuff that you like and, uh, you know, if other people like it. That's it. I I don't know. I just sort of just do whatever. If you see what I do, I just sort of just talk about what I, you know, do, what I'm passionate about. That's all I do. Or go out and about with friends and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Yeah. Can you take me through the process of making one of your videos? Do you have an idea from the very beginning what the video is going to be about? Or do you go out and shoot stuff and then edit it? No, not really. You know what I mean? Like, the only thing we really do is, like, plan, like, okay, we'll go to the premiere, and then maybe we'll go to this place afterwards. There's not anything real big that happens. There's no real big planning, to be honest, unless we're like, hey, we're going to do an out and about video. Where are we going to go? Okay, we'll go to this bar. We'll go to this little place. There's nothing nothing really big that happens on my end. So as far as the the video planning goes, uh, you literally just go out there with a camera and then figure it out in editing? Like, what's your process there? Just go out there, go out there, do some fun stuff with friends. Whatever fun moments I capture, I try to leave it in the video. Whatever's kind of boring, I'll take out. And, and so, how much time do you do you put into each video? Well, if you're talking about like hoarding ups and stuff, I usually, you know, the Tuesday videos I do, I go out for like an hour and a half, two hours, go to like Best Buy, Walmart, a thrift store or something. Uh, come home, put the put the file, put the SD card in my computer, and edit it within like 20 minutes, half an hour, and then it's up. Cause it's real simple. Like I, I shoot, I already know what, you know, what I need. So I don't overshoot anything. So you pretty much get what, what I shot on those days. That's cool. Is, is, has thing- that always been how it's been? Or have you uh, adjusted your style over time to shoot only what you know you're going to use? I, that's how I, that's how I began with all my videos for the most part, for the exception of like weird out and about ones I do with friends when we're like getting into some weird stuff. Uh, sometimes I trim down things or leave things longer, but usually on Tuesday, most of the videos, I pretty much just film, oh, okay, this is cool. And then when I, whenever I turn the camera off is when I know it's like not interesting anymore. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you, uh, do you do that thing at the end of, uh, all your videos where you're like, if you like what you see, give it a big thumbs up and smash that subscribe button. Like, do, do you, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I do that. Like I said, guys, hit the thumb, hit the like button or whatever. But that gets so stupid. I feel so dumb saying that because I know everyone and their mom does it. I'm just like, and now I say it and it's just kind of like an an automatic thing. I just sort of say, I was like, then after I'm done, I'm like, oh, shit, why did I do that again for? It's like, I'm not a big enough channel for likes and you know thumbs ups and thumbs downs to even change anything algorithm wise when it comes to channel my size. So I'm just like, what does it matter? Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. I, it's how I feel when I'm... Uh leaving a new uh, voicemail greeting and I'm saying leave a message at the beep as if like nobody knows how to le- how an answering machine works. I know. I know. What is next for what movie one? Like what kind of stuff are you working on? Uh, and where do you want your, your channel to go uh, for the rest of 2020 and beyond? <laughs> when it comes to 2020, man, who knows what's, what's going to happen tomorrow. Aliens could come down. The world can, can explode on it on itself for all we know. But uh, I, with, when it comes to me as of right now, I'm just going to be trying to focus on my health mentally and physically, especially during a down, down time like this, and just, just try to better myself as, you know, as a person during, time, during, during this time. I'm going to still try to pump out content like, I, you know, like, I, like I, I am trying to, but uh, I'm really going to be trying to focus on, you know, like I said, my physical and mental health as of right now. Cool. Well, good luck with that. I know that uh, that you'll you'll make it. Uh, you always do, Brendan. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to come on my podcast. You're only my second guest ever, and uh, this is exciting. I was looking forward to it, to this for a long time. So thank you again. Uh, where can we find you? You're Wet Movie One on uh, on YouTube. Uh, what are your socials? Yeah. 
uh, I think it says if you type in wet movie one or wet wet movie underscore one on Twitter on Instagram, I'm there. Cool. Well, yeah. well, Brendan, it's always a pleasure talking to you. I look forward to it. I've been looking forward to this one for a while. So thank you so much. Wish you all the best, okay. and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks for having me on, man.